Got a whole lot of loving just for you. I got all this loving, but I just want you. Hello, and welcome to Hella Radio. I'm Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. And we need to talk about Destiel. We're going to do it sounding a little funny because um, I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> and so am I. Yeah. And I'm on the verge. So let's do this. <laughs> this is how much we love this podcast, guys. <laughs> so the summary, um, Castiel gets a job. Castiel gets a job at a gas and sip and actually starts to enjoy life as a human. A headline in the local newspaper about some disappearances in the area catches his eye, so he calls Dean to help him investigate the case. Dean knows he needs to keep Sam slash Ezekiel away from Castiel, so he tells Sam that he and Kevin need to stay and work with Crowley to decipher the tablet. Crowley agrees to help Sam and Kevin, but in return, he wants one phone call to hell. Woo. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I just love Cass gets a job! Exclamation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sure uh, Yeah, and the little picture is this cute little screen cap of him in his gas and sip vest. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I love him. Oh, Steve. Oh, yeah. So He's precious. So, uh, themes. Um, the only themes that I had here were pain and suffering. <laughs> Suicide. Sorry. Trigger warning, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We will have a trigger warning about this. <laughs> yes. Big old, big old trigger warning. Um, yeah, that tracks pain and suffering for this show. <laughs> Yeah. I would only they said there will be peace when you are done. We are never done. This isn't done yet, yeah. No. On a positive note, we can also say that purpose is somewhat of a theme here. Yes. This is true. And and that the pain and suffering is kind of hand in hand with purpose and with um yeah. free free will and being human. Yeah, yeah, all stuck together. Stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one that I had was like failure and penance. Kind of a recurring theme with uh, yeah, with Cass, but also with um, Ephraim, uh, trying to rid the world of everything and feeling like he has to do his job or otherwise he fails even if he doesn't understand that yeah. it's t- different for humans. Yeah. yeah. What else did you have, Sally? Uh, not much. I do... <laughs> yeah. No, not... Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I can call this a theme, but like the whole... I don't know how to describe, but like the whole difference between angels and humans, like this... Always, okay. I mean, he's brought up that they, mm-hmm. um, the, the, they don't understand the emotions, um, in a human way. So, yeah, sure. yeah. When he says pain is pain, 
that really like yeah hit hit hard <laughs> especially over these last couple of years like yeah emotional pain is pain it should be treated yeah the same way except when it comes to you know exploding people <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah caveat caveat don't explode people <laughs> this is this is very interesting because like if you think about it like the differences between angels and like humans and in terms of like because like angels do not actually have bodies uh-huh. so they are this like undefined whatever energy mm-hmm. and um for them not to make the distinction between like physical pain and emotional pain and feeling all everything at the same time and to the same degree makes sense. So I kind of do see why, why Ephraim would have trouble with that. Yeah. Like with the separation of that and yeah, that uh, with understanding that humans do not treat emotional pain the way we treat physical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome way to think about it. Because, yeah, when Cass in earlier seasons say, says he's like a wave of celestial intent, like what does that mean in terms of how they interact with pain or yeah things? Yeah. That's so cool. Interesting. Um, Do we have any other themes? Uh... The only other one that I had, which was originally a joke when I wrote it down, but then I looked more into it and I was like, it's all about the hands. <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> they have all these shots at the beginning that make us insane of Cass doing his job at the gas and sip, and it's all shots of his hands doing stuff. And yeah. um, that the Ritzian according to Supernatural Whiskey, Whiskey, Wiki is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slip, uh, is Enochian for Hands of Mercy. Yeah. yeah. And that he, like, how we've talked about in the past, too, about hands being the conduit for smiting or for healing. Yeah. And, yeah. I just thought that was an interesting, like, visual theme that they kept coming back to in this episode i find it very interesting that they just like at all they have this kind of angel that is like their function is just to like take the pain away and like i kept thinking that it's weird that Cass is not one of them in a way right because like everything he's done on this show is basically like boils down to that um, and yeah, obviously the hand aspect of it and everything. Um, yeah, I was like, this is like, a, uh, you know how I do not like Ch- Chuck and I don't think anyone should like Chuck. <laughs> but I was like, mm, why would Chuck even create something like that if he's evil? Yeah. And yeah. I haven't thought much about it, but I'm sure there is a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because we never get to see that type of angel again. And, yeah. Uh, that they're just like, oh yeah, they're like the army medics of the angel host. I'm like, but I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> Build the world. 
Yeah, and it's very interesting that we see none of them in the parallel universe, the one where there is this whole battle between Michael and Lucifer going on. Right. Like, and the angels and, uh, yeah. So it's really weird that we never encounter them again. Yeah. I mean, in 327 episodes, I guess <laughs> stuff just gets lost. But yeah, it would have been really cool to explore that kind of dynamic and hierarchy more yeah yeah i want to talk about uh i'm sure you guys have seen the uh discussions on tumblr in particular about uh how there's a theory that nora knew who dean was to Cass? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't say I agree with that, honestly. Well, not, like, specifically, but, like, she she had heard say stories of, like, you know, Cass had said, you know, someone had hurt him, which, obviously, you assume that it's a romantic relationship in that case um and then this guy shows up out of the blue and he disappears with him oh well you see what i'm saying yeah i get that but like mm, i had i'm rewatching this again was kind of weird because i have always liked nora but like watching this it was like it i mean all her commentary when he when she finds like his toothbrush and finds out he has been sleeping there like on one yeah. side it's good that she doesn't really like maybe doesn't go into details because maybe she thinks that it would make Cass un- uncomfortable but like the 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 what she says is kind of like i don't even remember that's like she says that's so responsible and it's it kind of sounds very like bossy in terms of like being a boss in a capitalistic world. It's like she doesn't <laughs> yeah. care what happens to him as long as he like shows up and takes care of the store, and yeah. it like really rubbed me in the wrong way. And um, also like I don't know, it could be that the, what what that she she gets that it's somebody from Cass's like past life or whatever, and. Uh, she like head cannons him as like this gay guy and that's why why she says and does everything she says and does because she says she thinks that Cass Cass won't, won't like take this the wrong way because he would have no interest in women whatever but like if if it that's not the case then like what she says is kind of mean like I I don't know I personally would also have thought that I was like going on a date with this woman if she had told yeah. me <laughs> yeah. oh yeah what, what sure. she told him right this is not this is not his fault it's just like she really like ma- does a bad job communicating what what's going on yeah yeah and yeah it's kind of hard hurts me on Cass's behalf <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i feel like yeah you kind of need to be clear when you say hey can you take care of my infant <laughs> child for a yeah. few hours yeah yeah <laughs> Especially because, I mean, like, presumably she's mentioned that she has an infant child before, but, like, she met, I think she mentions that she has, she had to wait for a babysitter, and that was 
it. That was all we got until we actually met the baby. And then it was just sort of like, oh, right. That's a thing. Yeah. She just says, like, as a single mom, it's hard to get a date or something like that. And yeah, it's just a really weirdly worded thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It's just strange. Yeah, and it's not like the thing is, it's like forecast this whole thing, in my opinion, isn't about like even like the romantic aspect of it all. And we can obviously like argue a lot about who he is attracted to, etc., etc. But like, like originally, it's about him being seen and like, yeah, you know, and it's terrible that that happens and he is just like uh, left there and uh, again <laughs> unseen. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. That he, he wants to be normal and he says like going on dates that's something that humans do right like when he talks to Dean and he's like yeah he just wants companionship and to be normal yeah because like when she tells him you are not like the other other sales associates you are different I love that line it's insane <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no I'm not no I, I'm perfectly normal <laughs> <laughs> the normalest guy you have ever met. <laughs> I'm so so normal. It's just normal. And it just like I, this makes me feel like he is a bit paranoid after what ha- happened with April because he probably like feels all the yeah. time that somebody's hunting for him, and like he, he can't trust anyone, and like he, that's like terrible state of being. <laughs> yeah. 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 This poor guy. And then when he doesn't get a high five from um, the delivery guy, <laughs> just yeah. like, somebody please high five this man. <laughs> give him a hug. He deserves yeah. it. Oh, um, did you guys notice uh, in the beginning there when he's like, watching the two other guys and copying everything that they do and uh the 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 two guys are talking about some sort of sports event or something (laughs) and and one of them says what team is he playing for not ours i did not catch that wow That's a good catch. I was too busy going insane over them having the close up of his mouth as he licks the like stirring stick thing. That is so mean. Like any piece of dialogue could have been there. Like why for right? that? Oh my god. I hate crimes. <laughs> Again. Just microaggression after microaggression. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, let's talk about Dean. <laughs> let's okay. do that. Uh, I loved that when he gets the phone call, he doesn't even know that it's Cass yet, but he says, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Cass. I was like, you won't be thanking Chuck later, but <laughs> <laughs> And then he's so disappointed when Cass like won't 
talk to him because obviously he doesn't know that the slushy machine is breaking but he's he just <laughs> like his little face when Cass hangs up on him is so sad and yeah. disappointed I kind of yeah. do not like that they have this whole build out to that the fact that he doesn't want to do research and it kind of feels like oh he's just gonna go see Cass because he doesn't want to yeah. do research but like is that really what's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and even Sam calls it out. He's like, if you're not even going to, if you're not even planning on seeing Cass, what's the point? <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> like the closest that Sam comes to being like, you're really just doing this for Cass. Just to do that. Uh, I love, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but uh, when he's standing out there by the car outside of the gas and sip and he's just watching him through the window giving me real man who would be king vibes oh yes the yearning it is the same picture yeah. yes yeah the same picture. <laughs> exactly and that he's like all weird with Sam on the phone about what they're talking about. He's just like, no, no, it's fine. You stay there. Bleh. Like hang up. And he's so awkward as he's staring at his crush. Um, it's just part of that is probably because of Gadriel being inside. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But still the, the Dean gets real awkward and like, I don't know, flirty and side-eye in this episode so much. (laughs) (laughs) Those jacking choices. The beef jerky and the mantles is one of the worst pickup lines (laughs) I have. (laughs) Oh my god. And it feels like he practiced that. He was like, okay, what am I going to say? How am I going to sneak up on him? Yeah, definitely stood there like in a motel and like practiced lines <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, because the stupid look on his face after he says it, he's just sort of like, I did good, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh, just man. don't really get to see Dean that like happy and like bubbly very often and most of the time. It's when Cass is around. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, he says that he hasn't had that much fun, like, yeah. in years or mm-hmm. forever, whatever you yeah. call it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the two of them are alone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I love the absolute venom in Cass's voice and face when uh, Dean's trying to convince him to come along and and he's like, you're a hunter in training. And he's like, yeah, I remember. You said I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> this is Misha's Emmy moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's so messy about it. I love it. <laughs> good and then yeah when he when they start getting into like 
well, I guess this is skipping ahead a little bit, but when they get into the nitty gritty of it and realize what's going on and Dean immediately goes to like, from his, I'm going to have fun with Cass to immediately concerned yeah, about him being scared about what's going on. Yeah. yeah. That was like kind of beautiful, like wake up call for Dean, I guess, because like after that, he really started treating Cass differently in terms of like he's not not so playful and like he's yeah as you said really concerned um yeah uh yeah well when he even says you're scared like just the way that he acknowledges that and then and then immediately afterwards says you stay safe yeah you know you go do your thing go on your date go do this you know i'll take care of it it's 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 kind of him jumping into his role with sam as Mm -hmm. a parental figure and with like with everybody else he ever like you know like crosses paths with because that's like what dean does and yeah. this is why I majorly have like beef with human cast end game because like <laughs> if that happened it wouldn't be good for Dean. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, man. But like this thing that Cass doesn't deny that he's scared is also like another level of wow. Yeah. And all he says is like things have changed, Dean, and it's like yeah, he is scared. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Dean recognizes that it's not often that Cass is scared. It's usually under extreme circumstances like what was going on with Naomi and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes it seriously. Yeah, and but then... yeah, before sorry, before that there there is this whole conversation I have no powers when Cass has and Dean is like I never yes. had any powers so yeah. before that he kind of pushes Cass and is like you know like this has never stopped me and like yeah. you're gonna be okay but like once he knows that Cass is like genuinely scared he just like gives up mm-hmm. yeah. yeah go ahead yep it hurts <laughs> uh, should we get to the fun thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna jump into. Chinese chair. Yeah. <laughs> she has a Chinese chair. Um, I've watched the bloopers so much, I forget that that's not. Actually- <laughs> <laughs> right. I was. I was waiting for the one. I was like, why is it in here? <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask for. Fan fiction gap number one. <laughs> uh, what your guys's head cannons were for oh to account God. for that time frame? Uh, hand washing. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was like hair washing. I don't know what else. Like, what washing. do you do? Uh, getting some food. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably you know a nice little date with some food. Not too much because he's planning on going on a date. Yeah, but doing that thing where you supposedly yeah doing the thing you eat beforehand so that you're not as hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
you know what would have been fun if they, if Dean like properly had helped prepared him for the date and then the date fell through and then the date he ends going on is with Dean <laughs> so he prepares him for a date for with himself which is I mean hilarious to me personally so I don't know <laughs> Right? Like, uh, if we hadn't had to cut time for commercial breaks, we could have had, like, a shopping montage, like, with him and Charlie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Teaching teaching him how to open doors and pull out a chair at the table. <laughs> but, like, it would have been so much fun because, like, everything he says, like, to listen, to, ask them questions and to listen to them and, like, to, yeah, always hold doors open. And, and Cass would have done that to Dean after... <laughs> On the date, and it's like 100% giving him his own treatment, yeah, <laughs> in a way. Well, and the, I want to talk about the line the cast weight, I can't let you do this, and how every Destiel shipper their hearts just stopped the first time they saw that. Including Misha like, Collins's heart, who exactly. I mean, it is on the footage. So, just sort of like, wait a minute, <laughs> is this really happening? No, no, it's not. No, but, it's okay. not. They're just gonna use a line from like every teen romance movie ever, <sighs> right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and then yeah. and then that's enough, Tony Monero. Yes. I had to look it up. But that Tony Monero is John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever. Yes! For people who also live under a rock like me. (laughs) uh, And that cast was just like, yeah, I'll just unbutton my entire shirt. That's what you do. (laughs) It's totally fine. I know, and in Cass's defense, I do know, do think that Cass is like better equipped than Dean gives him credit. But like, his uh, one uh, toxic trait is that he trusts Dean too much. And like, if Dean told him like unbuttoning whole shirt is what humans do, he would have done it. So, oh yeah, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I just loved it when he like cuts off that rose to bring to take take it inside and like, nice and like move. <laughs> yeah because like i mean he has awareness of these things like he may might be an angel but he knows that that is like giving somebody roses is a romantic gesture so he's yeah. not the dumb you know and it's something mm-hmm. he c- comes up himself it's not something dean tells him to do yeah yeah so, yeah yeah and then that that dean just kind of like lingers there in the car Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Until Cass is finally like, go, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. He does it in the most awkward way. He's like, his whole body bent over and like, swooshing him. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout that whole thing, Dean is staring at Cass, especially when Cass isn't looking at him. Yeah. It's just, there's such a face journey happening. And then, yeah, Dean being all like, oh, right, yeah, I'll just... It's like a parent dropping him off. (laughs) Exactly! 
at dropping off his teenager for a date, but then also further complicated by whatever else is going on. <laughs> yeah, and the I mean the this for this whole scene, Dean's face is just like insanely fond whenever he's looking at Cass and it just like uh-huh. drives me insane. Yeah. Like it's yeah. yeah. I know. Hmm. Ridiculous. And then can we talk about Cass holding and singing to a baby? <laughs> well, first then he says hello <laughs> <laughs> to a crying baby. Uh, like, I'm not very maternal most of the time, but that image is just Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love right before what that scene like starts when 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 he realizes that the woman has left her, left to babe him to babysit and he's like babysitting and standing here like with this, <laughs> you know, like not terrified but like yeah, not the happiest of faces. And I always mm-hmm. had canon that this is not acting. This is just Misha being tired. <laughs> <laughs> of his kids because I, I think this came out around the time that his kids were tiny so mm-hmm. like it's very like lifelike situation probably yep. I'm yeah. gonna go to work and another baby that's crying <laughs> at me um, yeah also that he's singing the theme song to Greatest American Hero which you know <laughs> he watched with Dean on like a down night or something in a motel. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I can't. I can't. But yeah, I, I love him. I love him because, like, even though he is so awkward and he is like, hello, baby, but, like, <laughs> he instantly picks the, the baby up and, like, he knows that, like, for kids to stop crying, you have yeah. to, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Rock them uh, and rock them. sing yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we have... A monologue here. (laughs) (laughs) This is like you would think this is something written by Shakespeare, but it's not. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's from supernatural. (laughs) It feels very much like the all the world stage speech to me, and yeah, the feeling it does. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read it, and I may sound more like Cass than normal. So (laughs) that'll be fun. Please do. <laughs> Nobody told you. Nobody explained. You're just shoved out, kicking and screaming into this human life without any idea why any of it feels the way it feels or why this confusion, which feels like it's a hair's breadth from terror or pain. You know, just when you think you do understand, it'll turn out you're wrong. You didn't understand anything at all. Guess that's just how it is when you're new at this. You know, it wasn't that long ago when all I need to do to t- ease your pain was touch you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It just, uh, and you just hear how, like, tired he is and... Just trying to connect to this. The way he says, nobody told you, nobody explained. It's so 
beautiful the way that he recites those five words it sounds like he's about to start singing again yeah it's yeah. very uh very poetic like uh rhythm yeah yeah but also I love that you don't really know that he's having this whole monologue at the beginning. It's it really like kind of feels like something he's saying to the baby and then Yeah. You're like, Oh, he is not talking about the baby, he's talking about himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And then they found like one of the world's cutest babies ever for those shots or she right. just has these huge eyes and i'm just like yeah i i can't uh yeah also society of Cass had called dean right away when he realized he was babysitting right <laughs> and then they like babysat this little kid together basically I mean, Dean is the one who has experience with babies a lot, so like that. Yeah, kinda, yeah, exactly. Like they could have, like he could have been teaching Cass about how to take care of babies, and then Ephraim would have shown up, and you know that Dean would have stepped between, like Cass yeah. holding Tanya, and then this angel who's coming yeah. to explode him. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just love Cass. I love him. I the, when Ephraim is like he thinks that Ephraim is there to kill kill the baby, and he's like, yeah, no, not not gonna happen. And he, I mean, he is so fucking scared. Like we have established it before, and he doesn't want to die. We have established that in this scene, but he's mm-hmm. still like, yeah, no, you're not touching this baby. I have met like five minutes ago, and who has <laughs> like <laughs> cried so much and so loudly, and I hated it. But you are not touching them. <laughs> <laughs> Cass will just pack bond with anything like Roomba. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, I find it interesting. Is this like the first time that we ever see someone try to do the uh the banishing angel sigil and? not it doesn't work like i mean okay it doesn't work because he doesn't get to do it but like yeah have we ever seen that before i think it it usually is like this thing that they pull out of nowhere and they win and yes it worked i feel like there's been some times when dean's been interrupted trying to do it but yeah i don't think there's been the only time is at the beginning of season nine at the hospital. He says, where do you go when I do this? So it still yes. works, even though heaven's locked. Yeah. But, mm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that shot of him trying to do it behind his back on the pane of glass and it's just tons of blood coming out of his yeah. mouth. Oh, Way brutal. too much for thorns from a rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I just hate it when they cut their hands in movies. I'm like, that's how you... Duh, fuck up your hand forever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much bacteria on roses and flowers. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I, I hate, hate the like symbolism or the, I don't know what to call it, that it is the rose that he brings as a gift. as like the manifestation of his like, probably, maybe feelings, whatever. And then this is the thing that he uses as a weapon. And like, it's, 
fucks me up in a lot of ways. <laughs> um. Also, the uh, the the whole thing about this monologue is obviously about him, but like this last part when he says to the baby, uh, "All I ne- needed to do before is to touch you to ease your pain." Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this would work for Dean too. <laughs> yeah. <You> know? Yeah. <laughs> it would cure him. <laughs> and I'm just gonna throw this out here, there, Sam. This is true yeah <laughs> if yeah if Cass had had his powers he would be able to yeah yeah exactly um, I talk? love oh go ahead no um after the uh after everything after they finally uh win against Ephraim um and Nora comes back and uh Cass is, you know, apologizing for the phone call that was like, you know, I'm going to take her to the hospital if I don't hear from you. Um, And he says, my friend gave me a tip, a low dose of acetaminophen brought the fever right down. Um, And I just, okay. Um, This is sort of going back to my thing about Nora noticing Dean. Um, Why is she just okay with this friend coming over? She didn't hire Dean to babysit. She doesn't know who Dean is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm... mm -hmm. I kind of, for once, honestly, the whole thing, like, I, I still think that Nora didn't know much about Dean, but the thing I enjoy in all of this is that this is probably the only instance when Dean is kind of seen as a plus one for Cass and not the other way around. <laughs> you know, like, I, she maybe trusted Dean because she trusts Cass and it's like his friend and it's not the other yeah. way around it's not like oh this is Dean and this is his plus one Cass <laughs> you know <laughs> it's always the other way and yeah yeah you know yeah and that somehow they managed to clean up her house from the fight and get the Ephraim. dead body out of there get the dead body out clean the blood out all that good stuff and that it would have been different if the baby wasn't fine, but since the baby is fine and they managed to cover up murdering a dude, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, I actually, if I love that uh, the sigil didn't work and, like, Dean used the angel blade. And then, like, the 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 this whole imagery with Dean showing up there with angel blade... And like being the savior in this situation where uh-huh. Cass is no longer an angel and kinda he has the blade which kinda makes him an angel out of two. Because mm-hmm. um yeah. It's like angelic weapon. It's nice. <laughs> and on that same note, I love that despite all that, it is still Cass who deals the deadly blow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like giving Cass back his power a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He probably felt a little bit like he was 
yeah, a soldier again, smiting people again. Yeah. yeah. And I, Righteously. Righteously. These episodes is insane. <laughs> The I think the the I want to live always gets me, and like the delivery of it. And I know Kate once again that you have not seen Black Sails, but (laughs) (laughs) but we have, and it always reminds me of of when Silver is trapped and they are about to die, and um, like the need for Silver to like survive and not die, and or or where they are like when he loses his leg and like the the kind of it's the same level of desperation you know like and these were all both people who had like very terrible parts i mean the the road they that came and it was hard for them and um, at times you think that they are suicidal they don't really care about anything much but like then there is this huge thing that it's like no i want to live actually it like, kind of always gets me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I feel, sure. I feel like, I feel that's like where a very human thing that Cass is able to like kind of make sense of all his struggles and all his feelings, and that he um, feels like he is different. He feels like 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 that nobody explained, and now he has to live this, and he's kind of you know like in a way complaining but at the end we humans do that all the time but at the end mm-hmm. it's not like he just you know he still wants to live so yeah mm-hmm. yeah and having again you know men on their knees covered in blood syndrome in supernatural when he says i yeah. want to live and like lifts his face up to this light that's only coming from the kitchen <laughs> yeah yeah chef's kiss it's just it's beautiful yeah. So, uh, fan fiction gap number two. That I always was... forget there's a second one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an even longer gap. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So I want I want serious answers and I want fun answers. <laughs> what do you think happened? <laughs> Go for it, Sally. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, both answers are the same answer. Why are we just, like, separating them? I know, then don't like, separate them. That, Go that, ahead. That was my problem, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a serious answer, like, following how this show works. They probably rented out the motel room, laid in bed next to each other. Nobody slept a <laughs> wink. I mean, the sunrise, they, he, they separated. This is the supernatural way. And the other way, we both know. I mean, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I had to, that Cass probably told Dean that he was sleeping in the gas station and so dean was like okay we're not doing that so (laughs) went and got a motel room with in my mind because of it it being supernatural the way that it is they got two beds Cass immediately passed out 
and then Dean yeah. was the one to watch over him while he slept. Aww. But then <laughs> Dean fell asleep, but like sitting up like against the headboard, like with his arms crossed, like fell asleep while trying to make sure that Cass was okay. And then no. got him got him food in the morning and hopefully gave him some money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, like obviously he has a job, but then my brain was like, okay. Cass has a job, so did he set up a bank account to get direct deposit? How is he getting paid? <laughs> <laughs> did he get paid for babysitting? This is the question I have. Like These are the questions. If she didn't want to take advantage of her employee, she should pay him for babysitting. <laughs> Especially yeah. because he saved her baby's life. And she didn't know that, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, right. or may or maybe they just went to a hospital to get Cass's uh, cast on the on the hand on on the arm or whatever yeah, yeah. part of yeah. Yeah, um, disinfect that hand before you get. <laughs> or or Dean did it himself, and they just brought stuff from the it, pharmacy. They probably did. It looks like Dean tied it around. Yeah, it doesn't well, look like a hospital yeah. one, but mm-hmm. yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, also, can we talk about how Dean actually gave a real apology to Cass for kicking him out of the right? bunker? Mm. Like, no, I'm sorry, but I had to do this. He, like, actually just says, I'm sorry for what happened. And yes. Yeah. It's like, thank you. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, the whole episode is built up, built up, built up to this. And uh, if somebody, if you have ever fucked up in your life and just, like, didn't know how to apologize and like acted with this other person uh, the way that everything was cool and fine when nothing was cool and fine then you would recognize <laughs> you would see yourself in Dean I mean that has happened to me before and honestly <laughs> honestly yeah it is um yeah the whole thing kind of led to this um I would say um but also uh he didn't tell Cass about what happened and about heaven being like, you know, yeah. kind of gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Wanted to keep him having some hope that things could be fixed. Yeah. And he kind of prepares him. He's like, you are not now a human now. It's not your problem anymore. And Cass is like, yeah, maybe I'm wasting my time here. Maybe I should be doing something for the angel. Um, and yeah, so this is, yeah, he didn't tell him, but like, yeah. Mm. I just, I, I, I hate when, I know, I, this, he kind of, the moment Dean starts to like, feel responsible for people and he kind of pushes those people away it's like a byproduct of you know like him trying to keep 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 those people safe and mm-hmm. this is in my opinion what happens in at the end of this scene with him like being like not telling Cass the truth and uh, trying to protect him and feeling responsible for Cass and I hate that yeah, and that Sam is, like, on the phone when he tells Dean about heaven being irreversibly locked. He's like, so you're going to tell Cass, right? Like, again, puts them in, like, a unit <laughs> together. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Dean does tell Cass that he's proud of him. <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. Especially after he he was like, yeah, uh, this job is beyond the, uh, you. I mean, it's it's not for you. You deserve something better or some, some stuff. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of always don't like that. But like, thank God Cass says, Cass doesn't agree with that, even at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like there's real human dignity. And I hate that they make that into a joke with this whole... Uh, situation where he has to like clean up after so, some guy and uh, yeah it's yeah. i mean it's it's just for jokes sake there and it always rubs me mm-hmm. um the wrong way yeah anyway yeah. retail workers unite <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah yeah okay so next episode we are talking about 909 holy terror and 910 road trip uh we will mention 908 rock and hard place specifically the always the audio speech because what the fuck is that speech seriously though (laughs) um but we won't be talking about the episode as a whole uh, we'll just be talking about Holy Terror and Road Trip. Um, in the meantime, this has been Heller Radio. I'm Nora Rose. I am Sally. And I'm Kate. Our sound editing is by Josh. Music by Kulua. Give them hell, Hellers. Let me cry